something you've been putting off. Maybe you say, someday I'll do that, or when I have more time. Whether the item is a big bucket list item or something smaller like going on a hike, now is the time to start your Say Yes list. And we have the perfect process to help you turn these items into reality. Join thousands of others with our free Say Yes list template at thesayyesexperience.com forward slash list. It'll help you stop living in that someday and start making those list items come true today. So download it now at thesayyesexperience.com forward slash list. Welcome to the Say Yes Experience podcast, where we inspire you to get out of your comfort zone and into possibility. Our mission at the Say Yes Experience is to empower 10 million people to say yes. If you're new here, welcome. We're thrilled you're here. I'm Jessica Rector. I co-founded the Say Yes Experience with my then nine-year-old son, Blaze, based off his idea to let's just say yes to things. I'm one of the top experts on burnout, and companies and conferences hire me to present on mental health, wellness, and burnout prevention. As a number one best-selling author of 11 books, keynote speaker, and a burnout specialist, I've seen so much with our clients. The Say Yes Experience was started to help you really start living, to do the things that like you at, have more fun, and turn your dreams of what we call Say Yes list items into reality. So thank you for investing in yourself and being here. Now let's make it happen. Have you ever looked at something and said, oh, that looks like fun? But probably not for me. Maybe it's those people who are hanging from those ribbons in the air and it looks kind of dangerous and exciting. Well, our guest today thought the exact same thing until she tried to do it for herself. And she created a whole new career path for herself. And she helps others do the same thing. So please help me welcome my guest today, Riley Solomon. We're so excited to be here joining us today, Paul. You have a very interesting career. So you are a circus artist. So tell us, got started down that path and really the background that led you to that. Sure. I, I love this. I love telling I, my origin story, as it were. Yeah. Um, so I come, I have a background in theater and a little bit in dance and grew up working professionally in theater, a little bit in the traditional way you would think in the sense of as a performer or an actor, but also working in some technical aspects, doing things like working in set design and stage management and things like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I went to college and I, I was getting my degree in theater arts, which I did do. And while I was in college, the program I was in, we had the dance department folded into the theater department. It wasn't separate. And as part of how they structured things, that meant that every year, one of our main stage shows was a dance show. And it right. was a primarily student choreographed show, which was a really excellent opportunity at that stage in our professional development to be able to choreograph and to be able to have that experience yes. professional guidance. And we'd have guest choreographers come in and have that kind of mentorship. Oh, how fun. And it was a big, it was an exciting part of the year and kind of different yeah. from your average theater department experience that you have that as well um gone, so you get to learn different aspects too i love that yeah and ultimately you always had your best idea for the dance show as soon as it was over and you start going oh next year i want to do you know? <laughs> and and for me that was the case so so one year the show ended 
And at the time, I used to also be an ice skater. And I had a weekend job making money in college and the skate guard at the ice rinks that I had grown up ice skating at, which means inevitably on a Saturday, I would spend 10 hours skating around in a circle around the ice skating rink. You have a lot of time to survive. Yeah. Good exercise, good fresh air. It was an outdoor rink. Get some sunshine in the winter. Um, <laughs> but a lot of time to think. And right. the show had just closed. And I started to develop this idea while I skated around in my circles for the next year. And the concept was a dance interpretation of the Cell Block Tango from Chicago, from the Broadway musical Chicago. Yeah. And it's a fun piece. It's these women who are in prison all explaining why they didn't murder their lovers. <laughs> and so I'm starting to envision it and build it in my mind. And I had been to the circus. I had seen the aerialists in the center ring doing amazing, gorgeous, unthinkable, unimaginable things. Right. And I daydreamed about it. And I, you know, kind of the same way as I'll watch the Olympics and see a downhill skier and go, and then imagine myself downhill skiing and winning an Olympic gold medal, even though I've skied once in my life. You know? <laughs> so I had these daydreams about being in circus, but I'd never thought that was a real thing. It was just a daydream, just just a fun, fun fantasy, you know. But I started building this piece and one of the characters in the song, among other things, doesn't speak English. And her verse is spoken in a foreign language. And I thought, oh, well, she needs to move differently because her voice is a different voice. So if all the other voices are dancing in, in a way that we're used to seeing, she needs to move differently. And I love that. person the show, she's also the only one of the women who's found guilty and is sentenced to hang. And, and, and that's probably also because she doesn't speak English, that she isn't able to talk her way out of it as the other women are, you know? And she's hanged. And in the script, there's something about her. She's going to perform her amazing rope trick which is a very dark humor way of saying they're going to hang her. <laughs> My brain took all this in and went, oh, like I saw in the circus. I'm going to find someone who can teach me how to do that. Oh and and, I, you know, and, the, and the, the picture started to build of what it would look like in my mind. And I went to my professors and I said, hey, can I do this? <laughs> you know, later on, this is a big project. I want to get that you're on board before I go through with it. And absolutely, the the head of the dance section of our department, who is an amazing teacher in, in so many ways and completely changed my life, said yes. And he actually he said yes with the caveat of if the tech director says it's okay, because <laughs> he yeah. would say yes too. So. So these two professors, love both on board, said, you know, we're not quite sure what you're talking about yet, but yes, we want to see this. And I was cold calling circus companies and places I'd seen signs for that, that had shows and saying, do you take on apprentices and getting, love. you know, dial tones that the number was disconnected and no, we're a performance, we don't educate, you can't really do that. And then I found someone to teach me who finally, they said, yes, we teach, come on out. <laughs> I love that, Paul, because you were not only having this idea of, you said yes to making that idea into reality. 
And you've got all these other people saying yes as well, stretching then, because had you not come to the professors, they probably wouldn't have even thought to do it that way, right? And then you explained it, and then you got them on board, and then they probably say yes. But then that prep director will say yes. So all these people, and then you have to go find someone else who can teach you, and they're to say yes. So very good trickle effect of saying yes. And that's incredible. Yeah, it's it's really, you know, a yes can change someone's life. It can change their world. And, and for me, that was the first, literally first step on a path that has completely changed my life. And what I've done, everything that I've done since then was influenced by, by that, by this. And so, Bob, so you went to them and they said, yes, come on in. We can teach you. They taught you, and then what happened? So it's so fascinating how you envisioned it in your mind. Oftentimes, when I envision things in my mind, and then when I put them into action, they don't turn out. Well, I have to envision them in my head. So when you envision in your head, it's completely different. You know, this was uh, just to put some context to this. This was 2006, and you know, here we are, 17 years later. And I am still immensely proud of how that piece came out. It was me and 12 other dancers. So it's not just that I'm learning how to do this circus act that I've had no, no, you know, I danced a little. I wasn't a gymnast. I didn't have any foundation for this other than a little bit of dance, you know. Um, I was learning this new thing and. Uh, I went to SUNY New Paltz, which is maybe two hours upstate of New York City. And I was taking the train in and out of New York City twice a week so that I could have this training and still going to school full time. But in education. And choreographing this dance for me and 12 other dancers as as a new, a relatively new choreographer. You know, I was in college yeah. at the time. And I am so proud to this day of what... I and my dancers and my team were able to do to create and and it did in many ways come out how I envisioned and in a little bit you know I think I think something new choreographers struggle with a lot is that choreography on someone else's body is never going to look exactly like it looks on yours unless you're working with the Rockettes and everyone's body is conditioned to move in the same way you know so of course it found its shape in the bodies of the dancers and things like that but it was it was so powerful to have an idea and to have it come to life and to have it be on a stage in front of audiences for the run of the show. Um, Being in the audience, it just, I mean, brought a whole different element to the show as well. Well, and and in dance, you know, everything's on the plane of the stage. Mm-hmm. And the way we wound up building it, and this is, again, working with the teams of designers and everything, is that the rope that was specifically the the piece of apparatus, the one that had to bear weight, was in the middle, and then we hung other ropes down the sides to create the bars of the of the jail. Oh, so, so it was hidden in the scenery that that was a piece of circus equipment. And yeah. as the curtain came up, everyone was frozen in silhouette. Very Fossey, who was the original choreographer, and you see the curtain go up, and there's the ropes, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, <laughs> I get this idea. And then halfway through the piece. 
I grab onto one of the ropes and climb up it. <laughs> oh my God. And it's no longer on this plane. It's gone in, you know, the dance has gone into three-dimensional space up into the air. Yes. Gosh, it's so fascinating. So fascinating. Just so you got all these people on board with the yes, but just the dedication because you came up with the idea, but then you had to learn how to do it. So a, a completely different and new skill. But then, and in addition to that, you had to keep training, keep training to get it to where it needed to be. So that's a whole lot of stuff going on. Something completely new and different. Something not where your feet are planted on the ground either. So maybe there was a little bit of fear involved, not only fear of succeeding, but and you know, learning and doing it correctly, but you have nothing below you. So you needed to really be dedicated and all in because that takes a level of focus too, right? It really does. It takes strength. It takes focus. It takes kind of understanding of the mechanics of how your body works and how the apparatus works. Uh, it takes trusting your your coach that they're going to keep you safe. Uh, and I, I, I was doing some actually more advanced things. Like, you know, I, I teach now and I would never teach a beginner student who walked into the studio some of the things I performed, but because it had, it was this really focused thing of this is the goal. We kind of skipped some of the the more beginner things. I did circle back to them. I filled in the blanks after because I was completely addicted. And I was like, this is, I have to do this. This has to be part of my life now. But it was really a focused thing. And I even remember this, you know, the first, I do a, what's called a drop, which is that you rack yourself up and then you roll, you kind of roll down to the stops you at the bottom. And the first time I tried a drop, my first drop, I was feeling a little bit sick and I've had eaten something not so good before class. And instead of focusing on being scared, I was just focusing on don't be sick. Don't throw up, don't throw up, don't throw up. And uh, I was like, well, there wasn't any room to be scared. There you go. Your mind focuses on other things, right? So how does the stop you at the end? So there's a couple things that happen, and it's mostly how you've wrapped it is that the part, as you turn your body out of it, part of it unwinds, but then you wrapped it so that it cinches on itself when you get to the bottom, creating what we call a lock. And it's basically, it's, it's all physics. It's all friction and momentum and all of these things and tripetal force, you know. But the first part of the wrap is actually the part that stops you. And then and then you're kind of building above that the part that you can fall into. Okay. I've always wondered how, yeah, how do they stop right there? I've always I've always wondered that because it's so fascinating to see that. So once you did the dance and it was successful and you're like, let's but it's so fascinating because those are things that oftentimes I think people dream about or they say, well, that's really cool that that person can do it. And then they don't ever think the possibility of them being able to do it. They think, oh, that's for someone else to do. And there's no way I could do that. I don't have the skills for that. You know, I'm just I've only done like basic dancing. There's no way I could learn to do rope thing. Well, oh, I'm so scared of heights. There's there's no way I could get up there and do that. So how did you move from I'm you know got basic dance to oh not only that but that is the idea. 
I can actually be the one that does it because you could have the idea and say, hey, so-and-so is going to do it. Instead, you said, no, I have this idea and be the one that does that. Do you want to start saying yes, but you just don't know where to start? And oftentimes when we don't know where to start, we just don't start. So we created an ebook just for you. We put together 101 ways to say yes in this ebook. Ideas, big and small, things that only take a small amount of time, like one to two minutes. Whether you're saying yes to yourself, in your family, relationships, or pushing yourself a lovingly outside of your comfort zone with adventures. It's all made to really help you become more of your rock star self. So you can get this ebook at thesayyesexperience.com forward slash book, B-O-O-K. So if you want to start saying yes, or maybe you need some ideas on how to say yes, because you get so caught up in being busy and doing tasks and projects, or doing laundry and cooking that the time flies by and you want to spend time with your family but you just don't know how to say yes. Those ideas just don't come to you. We put it together to make it super, super easy for you. So go to thesayyesexperience.com forward slash book to get your copy today and start saying yes now. Are you feeling overwhelmed, stressed, or burned out? We get it, you're not alone. In fact, according to our research, 79% of the workforce is in burnout and almost half are in extreme burnout. In fact, it's the number one reason why people are leaving organizations. They're burned out. They're looking for something more. They're looking for something better. But it doesn't have to be that way. We have your solution. It's called Blaze Your Brain to Extinguish Burnout. 52 Keys to Prevent breakthrough and eliminate burnout you can find your copy at justcorrector.com forward slash store now this is a great tool that you can use with yourself with your colleagues within your organization everyone can get one and you can go through one a week with them and at the end you can say what was something that worked this week what was the success you had so you can champion and encourage each other You can also ask what were the challenges and issues that came up so you can mastermind and brainstorm around those to keep those from coming up in the future. So make sure you get your copy at justcorrector.com forward slash store. All books are autographed with a personal message just for you. Yeah. Oh, and it's so funny that you use those examples because as an instructor, I actually get those questions and those concerns all the time of I'm afraid of heights or I don't have any background or I'm not that strong. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, kind of explain, well, you're only going to go as high as you go, because when it's you climbing, like, I'm not going to put you up there. You're going to get yourself there and you're going to get there when you're ready. And I have a lot of people who take their first class and the end of class, they're like, I never imagined I would do that that much in the first day that I would be able to accomplish that. And yes, a little bit. That's that I'm a good teacher. (laughs) Yeah. Having that, having the right tools, you really can. And I think part of it was that I was young. Part of it was that I didn't know that I couldn't do it. (laughs) It hadn't occurred to me. I mean, yes, it was new and out there and and wild, but I actually had some pretty wild experiences at that point in my life. 
And it didn't occur to me that it wasn't something I could do. <laughs> and, um, and I mean, even even at that young point, you do hear no a lot in the performing arts, in theater, things like that. There's a lot of dead ends. There's a lot of, well, we tried and it didn't work. But that's usually because of something external. That's usually you know, the casting director doesn't feel you're right for the role or the money's not there for the project or <clears throat> what have you. But yeah, it didn't occur to me that I could do <laughs> Great, it's a great mindset and great, great mental health, you know, inside to have on yourself that it doesn't occur to you because as we get older, I think all those questions and all those things come up for us and we keep ourselves from doing the things that we really want. So after you said yes to that, how did that really translate into what you're doing now? How did that move you to do what you're doing now? Well, and I say it really changed my life, and it did. You know, when when I left college, the work I was getting was in circus. It was, I wasn't necessarily getting, I got a little bit of theater work, but it wasn't necessarily in that field. And they're adjacent. And definitely my background in theater influences my work in circus and informs it and makes it more full. It helps me yeah. in storytelling and presentation and, and stage picture and like, you know, like I said, I teach a lot. My, my work as a teaching artist is a big part of my art and how I direct my students, how I direct my other performers is a lot informed by my work in theater. But it really, like I said, it was completely addictive. Like this being off the air and upside down and going quickly towards the floor, but knowing you're going to stop and, you know, making my body into these shapes I didn't know it could be in and building Getting I yeah. of my my back muscles when I got married. I was like, I need a dress that shows off my shoulders. <laughs> I've worked hard for these. I bet you and you get a lot of strength doing something like that too. It, it, you know, it, it it physically changes your body. It change mm-hmm. like I am a I'm I'm very petite, but I'm a broader person than I was before I started, and I love it. I love I love I love how it feels to do these things. I love, you know. Uh, of course, you get like endorphins from exercising, and it's a completely different way of exercising than going to the gym or running a mile. <laughs> and it's a fun way of exercising, too. You're learning a new skill. You're doing something different. You're growing and really stretching those limitations that you put on yourself, and you're exercising in the process. Yeah. It can be better. Yeah. And, and, and you're expressing yourself because it has the benefit of, you know, sports and exercise, and it has the benefit of performing in art all all wrapped up all in wrapped one package all wrapped into one but but to your question of of learning that that yes worked you know that really it is something I took with me and it's something that I you know I several years after I left college I had a, a very unfortunate accident a not circus related I was when you work with kids a lot you you do like birthday parties and I was setting up for a birthday party and the ladder I was standing on broke. Oh my God. And I fell and had had very serious injury. And that could have really been the end of that journey. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of parallel to saying yes, but none of my doctors or my physical therapy team, like I had a whole recovery team. I had surgery, you know. And I say, you know, I went into physical therapy saying I'm not leaving until I can do a handstand again. Oh, no one told me that that wouldn't happen. Oh, and mm. and in hindsight and understanding the situation, it was it was very possible. It was possible that 
that was the end of that part of, of that that career. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that was going to keep it going was me working very, very hard in physical therapy for oh, the first bout of physical therapy was four and a half months after the surgery, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, but they said, you're going to have to work hard. And I worked I, I worked hard. You know, I went to physical mm-hmm. therapy one day and they're like, why are you always swollen when you come into physical therapy? And I said, well, all I'm doing, you know, you told me to do my exercises five times and I did my exercises five times. And they went, oh, Polly, we lie to people. We're lucky if we can get patients to do it once a day. <laughs> because I was so driven that I was gonna that I was as much as I could and I was gonna get back yeah so so even just you know that having a team that knew better than to tell me I couldn't to tell me because had they I would have given up Mm -hmm. I I mean also Polly maybe you were able to get to where you are now because you were doing that all before you fell. You had that muscle strength. You had that buildup already. So then it was your body going back to that, like muscle memory going back to what you knew, as opposed to if you'd not had it and then tried to do a handstand, then, then maybe you wouldn't have been able to do that but your body was used to that kind of stuff because you had built it up for so long yeah and that's you know i was fortunate enough to work with a very amazing rehab team and you know they're like well what could you do before and i'd bring in videos i'd say this is the goal you know because <laughs> yeah they're not going to get you to something you didn't know how to do for sure but but so that was very powerful and to even you know, that was that was 2010. So now we're 13 years down the road from that. I, you know, and as you get older, you you do forget that you can envision it and then make it happen. And I've I've recently yes. found myself. Um, I'm working now on building my own circus school. That's that's the next play. Also that bad. So I, I have had the great privilege since uh, 2011 of working with an organization called the American Youth Circus Organization, which is a national network of circus schools throughout the United States. It has over 200 member circus schools. So if you didn't know there's circus schools all over the country, there are. There are these youth circus programs. And there's also places that are more focused at training adults and things like that. But they're all over the place. You just have to look for them. And that's really given me an amazing perspective of how things are done in the rest of the country. And in New York City, where I'm based, we don't really have that. We have some studios that train primarily adults and things like that but there's a lot of challenges that this specific city present that have really been barriers to people establishing a youth circus school in this city that i'm finding myself up against but i'm aware of them and i'm i'm yeah. finding my own path to do so and a lot of the work we wind up doing here is going into schools doing residencies doing after school programs i love it summer camp programs but I find that that doesn't give the kids who love it a chance to continue. You leave the mm-hmm. school and there's no if they went, yeah. but I loved that and I want that in my life. There's not a real way for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And there used to be a program I worked for called Cirque du Monde, which was Cirque du Soleil's social circus program. And we worked in the South Bronx and we were working with underserved population. And, you know, I'd have kids come up to me with no irony and say, mm-hmm. if this program wasn't here, I'd be in a gang because there's nothing else to do. Oh, you know, 
And mm-hmm. basically, Cirque du Soleil discontinued that program and it no longer exists. Oh. And and it should. And it, and programming yep. like that is needed. And having, yeah, you know, circus is amazing because it's so many things. It's juggling. It's walking on a tight wire. It's tumbling. It's aerial acrobatics. It's clowning. It's human pyramids. It's riding a unicycle. It's yes. In the background here, some stilts that I use for my classes. So kids can find the thing that feels good for them. They can find their version of expression. Yes. And find the spot where they shine. But they're still part of a troop. They're still working together. They're still learning yeah. leadership and communication and self-expression and de- and self-development and building their strengths and balance and hand-eye coordination. Yes. All of these amazing things that if we're just, if I'm just in a school for a week, we're not going to get there. You know? Right. Yeah. We're not going to really be a part of the community. We're just, we're guests. We're, we're there for a week. Exactly. For 12 weeks after school or what have you. And I want to bring it past that i'm i'm ready you know i love that i've worked with a lot of different people seen a lot of how it works and i'm ready to do it in in a way that can work for this city and i I love myself starting to stop myself and go i don't know that's really big i don't know if i can do that like that's gonna have to be like i have this giant picture i don't know how to make that big picture and i recently found myself thinking back to the beginning of my journey and thinking wait a minute, you didn't know how to do that either. And you figured it out, right? I figured it out. And I found the people who could help me. So I've started calling people who I think can help me, you know, friends and people I've met along the way. And the the biggest breakthrough I had just the other day was I was having a conversation about how do I do this? Someone reminded me, well, it doesn't have to start as the final picture. Yeah. It starts small and build to yes. that. And I'm sure someone else said that to me at some point, but it finally clicked in. <laughs> then you're like, yeah, yeah. And you know, Matt, what I love about that is what right kids need also gives them the possibility of what can happen, of what they can be, of what life can look like for them. So you're doing so many amazing things out there, Polly. We can keep talking because this is so fascinating on just how you got to where you are and the amazing things that you're doing for kids. So really quickly, what do you want to leave someone inspired or empowered by? So maybe people saying, great, but I'm never going to be a circus artist. I think two things. One is that when you do have a dream, really give yourself the opportunity. Be At least say yes to yourself. Other yes. people will say no, but don't be one of them. You yes. know, give yourself the chance. Give I love that it. dream the chance. And the yeah. other thing I would say is as much as possible in this life, be the person who can say yes to someone else. Oh, I don't It's so much for being here, Polly. So what are you going to do to say yes today? Give your dream a chance. As Polly says, say yes to yourself and also say yes to someone else and give someone else's dream a chance. We look forward to hearing from you. Have an amazing day. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Are you ready to move to your next level of rock star greatness? CFO, Chief Fun Officer, number one bestselling author, and keynote speaker, Blaze Rector, is ready to help you do that. At just 10 years old, he's already written two number one bestselling books. Through the power of storytelling, he uses lessons learned and shares strategies, tips, tactics, and tools 
to inspire, empower, and motivate you to live a more amazing life. So if you're ready to do that in your own life, grab a copy of his number one best-selling books at justcorrector.com forward slash store. And when you order your copies, he will personally autograph them and write you a message on those books before shipping them out to you to really inspire and empower you in your life. These books are great for adults and kids alike. So if you're ready to move to your next level of rockstar greatness, make sure you grab your copy at justcorrector.com forward slash store. Enjoy those amazing, empowering, transformational books. Did you know that the two biggest issues impacting the workforce are mental health and burnout? Well, we have your solution. The more that you feel burned out, the more it impacts your mental health. The more your mental health is impacted, the more it leads to burnout. So it's a vicious cycle that goes around and around, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can help them both if you're intentional and strategic with it. We have lots of resources for you at justcorrector.com forward slash store. One that I want to highlight that really enhances your mental health is Tame Your Brain Game, 52 Tips to Turn Negative Thoughts into Positive Action. Now, research shows that 80% of your thoughts are negative. No matter how positive you feel, it's the pattern and the habit that you've developed over the course of years, over the course of decades. And that can often impact your life, how you show up, how you lead, how you communicate, how you engage, whether at work or at home. And then it also impacts a work environment. All you need is one NN or TT, negative Nancy or toxic Tim, to really impact that work environment. So if you are ready to enhance your mental health, get your copy of Tame Your Brain Game, 52 Tips to Turn Negative Thoughts into Positive Action today at justcorrector.com forward slash store. All books are autographed with a personal message just for you. Thank you so much for being here. Check us out at thesayyesexperience.com. Our mission at the Say Yes Experience is to empower 10 million people to say yes. With your help in sharing our podcast, we can do that. Follow us on all social media at the Say Yes Experience and join our free community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Say Yes Experience. Thank you again to our guests. You can find all the contact information for our guests in the show notes. Thank you to our CFO, Chief Fun Officer, Blaze Rector, our business advisor, Lisa Verhurek, and to our team at Jessica Rector Enterprises. We look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Have an amazing day and keep being a rock star. Oh, 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 oh,